Hello, everybody. My son's so disorganized, he forgot to put the mic in his hand. I did. I honestly did. It's okay. Here's the thing. I do. I've always wanted to do this trip. I re- oh, also welcome back to Let's Watch Broadway. I've always wanted to do this trip. And I've always wanted to come to New York and just see shows every single day for like a fixed period of time. Right. It is exhausting. It is exhausting. There's not, not, not that the shows are bad. There's nothing wrong with the shows. Except for Hadestown. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but it is like, it's well, a for, lot. Well, for us, we're... we're it's because we're podcasting. I mean, you're right. We're doing a couple hours of podcasting, an hour of prep, going to shows, coming home late at night, having dinner. And it's like, I have never thought I would hate putting on my makeup and getting dressed as much as I am right now. I genuinely thought that there was going to be time for me to get workouts in. What a joke. Uh Uh-huh. And we're walking wherever we go, which is great. It's a great way to get your little activity in. We're walking long blocks. But so it, it surprised me on how tired I am. Are you tired right now? Yeah, I'm a little tired. I could take a nap, but today's I can't. Gonna be, I can't. Today's the day. Today's the last day. Anyway, yesterday we saw And Juliet. Right. And that's what this episode is about. We saw And Juliet on Broadway. And so welcome to Let's Watch Broadway, by the way. Yeah. Before we get into it, if you want to become a Patreon member, mm-hmm. you become a Patreon member, support the podcast, keep us on the air, and you can tell us what shows... If you're new here, we typically watch TV shows. You can tell us what shows to watch by calling the Let's Watch TV hotline, which is on patreon for you the number is there for you to call go ahead call let us know what shows you want to watch and the intro voicemail will be there and and start the episode with you and your voice right and that's how we'll start every that's episode cool. very excited for it you're, you're also up. you can go there by patreon.com slash joe dombrowski also you never know what things we'll do we took a patreon member to the show with us last night. Yeah, to dinner and we show. Sure she was delightful. Who'd we take? It was incredible. Jen Prevatera. Hey, girl. Jennifer. From fan to friend. Love Jen. Oh, she's adorable. I texted her after the show. I was like, girl, listen, I could go to shows with you all the time because oh, yeah. the little banter that her and I would have mm-hmm. at intermission and stuff and the way she was able to dissect it mm-hmm. and say I saw this character and this show and this right. one and this show she's a good she's a good hang and a good person a good theater buddy for sure and you know she's my fellow Italian we had a lot in common just she's adorable just Jen just so much enjoyed time with you yesterday thanks for joining us Thanks for joining us, you badass Bronx bitch. Oh, yeah. don't see those yeah. nasty things. Yeah. Jenna, Jen is a badass. A badass from the Bronx. She's Don't not. be fooled by the rocks that she got. She's still Jen. Jen from Jennifer the Bronx. Bl- no, she is actually very <laughs> elegant, you know, very classy. Not that Bronx people are not. I mean, she just is. She's very classy. Ooh, you better tiptoe on her territory. She's going to come back here and cut your ass. No, she won't. Jen's going to take off her hoops and cut your ass, Fran. (laughs) She's going to take that express bus all the way from the Bronx, come down here in Midtown, and cut your ass. I was afraid for her going home. I almost wanted to walk her to the bus station. Mom, she's lived here her whole life. I don't know. Literally, she goes to leave, and you were like, should we? No. No, Jennifer. No, I didn't. You cannot go by her. She's like, girl, I grew up here. I know exactly what. Like, you didn't know Jennifer probably had a taser in her back pocket ready to fuck shit up if anything went bad. I don't know what she had, but I just told her, be safe. Well, she was. She made it back. Okay. Let's start at the very beginning. Yesterday, we had a day of arguing. Okay. I don't don't know if if we were tired or what the hell was going on. 
I'm you, still not over it. You're not over what? The Music Man is about a... Move on. But I do have to say one thing really move quick. Move on. One, I will move on after this. If you guys don't know, we got in an argument yesterday because... Huge. Because... My mom fails to realize that the truth of the music man, it's that about it's about a con artist who goes into a city, swindles everyone and fully gets away with it. She can't handle that. Hugh Jackman will do that to a woman. But you the best thing that happened is one of the fans wrote us and she says, um, <laughs> what? It rhymes with a T and that stand rhymes with C and what does that stand for? Con artist. It was, which is you're a making people think I was I was making them think. I'm you're making people them think know. I was upset because you were calling him a con artist. I was upset because you were getting so devilish down on the podcast when it was such an uplifting com and then you start talking, well, yeah, no, he was a con artist, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you know mm-hmm. it's a story. It's a fun filled story. About a every con story has it who swindles a city, takes advantage uh, of them, and gets away with it Every that's what it's about anyway let's talk about and juliet maybe because we both yeah. loved it and oh my god didn't know what to expect i understood first of all oh yeah we about- were able to follow <laughs> first of all yeah, oh my god but listen this was a book written by shit's creeks shit creeks writer who david west reed that makes so much sense yes because, it does now you know what you know what first of all love the concept real quick for everybody and Juliet is a musical it's actually a jukebox musical set the music that you'll hear and the songs that you hear are songs that are we'll say 1999 to 2010 okay ish maybe mm-hmm. we'll say all pop you got your Britney Spears your Backstreet Boys your NSYNC your all your pink all of it Kelly Clarkson you name it it's in there and it is the story of Romeo and Juliet In the event that Juliet decides to not kill herself when Romeo dies and what happens to her as she continues her journey after that and how that plays out. Well, that's pretty much the the quick bullet point. It flips it flips the script on the greatest love story ever told. Totally flips the script. Imagine what happened if she didn't die and she got a second chance of love and on her own terms it was about you know it was, it was about empowerment of people's empowerment you know one one sorry really quick before i forget not surprised that you said it's from a schitt's creek writer because i went back and i did some twitter deep dives yesterday that i'll tell you about i'm sorry instagram deep dives and i found pictures from opening night on broadway yeah and the schitt's creek cast was there so it's like, I was always like, hmm, I guess they're just Wonder really what, big Broadway yeah. fans. No, their friend wrote this book that it's on. Right. And also the music was by a Max Martin, who's a five-time Grammy Award winner. He actually, the music was new arrangements. Some of the songs were right on tempo, right what you, you know, what was that Backstreet Boy song at oh, the end? All the Backstreet Boys, it was like you were at a Backstreet Boys oh, concert. Oh my God, I was standing up dancing. It was unbelievable. But some of them had a different arrangement, maybe a different Most tempo. Most of them had different arrangements. Uh, but you, you definitely recognized the songs. It was unbelievable. The runtime on it was two hours and 30 minutes. The musical, like Joe said, included songs like Roar, which the, the, the music director wrote. That was his song. He that he wrote for Katy Perry. Uh huh. Wow. Since you've been gone, 
Oh, that one was so... Okay, I just got to tell them about that one. Yeah, go ahead. God. No, I can't. Yes. No, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. Okay, here's the thing, you guys. If you've seen a jukebox musical before, give us, you know, we have our... We have our Moulin Rouges of the world. We have other musicals that do this. But in this show, it was seamless seamless the way they made the song make sense to what they're to the talking story. about yeah like like yeah like that's the since you've been gone they were singing about somebody who wasn't there for a while and then yeah. they go into since you've been gone and right. she's like i can breathe for the first time it was like it was unbelievable yeah it was also larger than life that's the way it is and can't stop that feeling. I mean, that's just a few of the songs in that. That's show. the way it is. Uh-huh. When they did Celine, that was <laughs> that was a good scene. The other cool thing about the show is not only is it the story of Romeo and Juliet, but William Shakespeare and his wife Anne Hathaway, no relation, are both characters in the show. And the way the show happens, because it's a new concept of Romeo and Juliet. William Shakespeare and his wife are battling back and forth and writing out the show in real time in front of you. So then they have this quill mm-hmm. and Anne Hathaway will snatch the quill away from William Shakespeare and she'll write a new section of the show and then the actors will sing it and dance it out. And then William Shakespeare will be like, it's not dramatic and dramatic. Dramatic. It's not dramatic enough. And he'll dramatic. take the quill and he'll write some shit and then it'll go his direction and it's just... You know, it was showing the empowerment of his wife that how she took control to say, no, that's not how the story should go. And challenging William Shakespeare was so good. And how the characters, because of her, became very independent and strong. And it had a lot of messages in this show. Very, not even hidden meanings i mean it was a lot of things going up on that stage that people had to think about that's for sure the stars of the show were lorna courtney as juliet who is a graduate a theater graduate of u of m she's from new york city but she's you know where she went to high school where she went to laguardia that's the fame the school that the musical fame was based off of oh okay yeah it's like basically a pipeline of juilliard she was i mean um the cast, I was watching some video on the casting. We cannot wait to present her on that stage. It's just, she's incredible to show her off to Broadway. Ben Jackson Walker was Romeo. Anne Hathaway was played by Betsy Wolf. Who's incredible. Stark Sands was William Shakespeare. And there was many, many more talented actors. We had an understudy. The actor who usually plays May is mm-hmm. Justin David Sullivan. Yeah. Incredible. And the actor that we had was Matt. Was it Rafi? Rafi? Yes. i sorry. I have the. Rat. Rat. We'll say Rafi. R I F F Y. Um, seamless i gotta talk about understudies for a minute i gotta talk about a couple things for a minute yeah i think every show that we've seen this week there's been an understudy or a swing take the place of a role Mm -hmm. how incredible of a job is that like you at a dime's notice get thrown into these leading roles and need to just kill it right seamlessly right I was watching the actor who was playing May last night and I was like, oh my goodness. 
every mark, every hit, every look, every line. He it was like he had done it every night. Yeah, that's the same as Hades Town, remember? That that girl too. Oh my god. Unbelievable. <laughs> the, lead. The, lead. the lead. The lead. The lead lead. <laughs> yeah. And she steps in and just uh, you don't even think you look at the program and it says the cast, and you're looking going, that person wasn't it. You know, the person was cast. It was the lead. it was the, you know. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yep, yep, yep. The show has a lot of silly to it. It's very comedic and very powerfully intimate. Sometimes um you sometimes things happen that are very unexpected, but it's a laugh a minute with very tender moments. It's I didn't know much about it, but a broad brush of it's, you know, ju- a change in Juliet yeah. da da da. And I was mesmerized for the whole entire two hours and 30 minutes. I was on my feet dancing. I couldn't mm-hmm. sit still in my chair. They you had audio. You guys, before. she's beep-bopping around, <laughs> dancing in her seat. I'm just like, oh, wow, here we go. He go- Joe goes, you know, you can stand up and dance. Like, okay, that's all I needed At was just point, the okay. At one point, because they told you we could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The en- I mean, the, the end, when they were coming back for their applause. This is a funny thing that's happening in Broadway, is yeah. it's like, who can have the best curtain call? That was a curtain call, yeah. The the curtain call for the curtain call for some like it hot was incredible. This one was really good too. Yeah, it was really good. And it almost went into a whole nother like stage performance and you were participating with Yeah, them. it was it was incredible. <laughs> it was, and set was beautiful. The costumes were so different. Two things I want to say. The guy who played Lance, the dad. Oh, yes. He's French. He's I a French kn- actor. I knew for sure that he was um a trained opera singer and then I just read his bio and he's done like many operas at the Met, other places. He said that Rome, Paris, Madrid. All he was over wondering the place. how he was gonna do this role because <clears throat> it was so different from what he does. He's wait, did you watch an interview? Yeah, I did watch an interview. And oh, he he wondered about that. Like how am I gonna transition? And he did. Into he was comedy perfect. and he said being funny, am I gonna be funny? Sort of thing, you know? Now when our friend Anne yeah. When you see Anne sing opera, it'll take your breath away. Oh, I'm sure. And I always think about her. I'm like, God, it should be so good if, if there was a role for her in a in a strong musical. I could like that. See. Oh. Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, I want to talk about something really quick that's not about the show. Wait a minute, are we done? Well, no, I, we can get back into the show, but I do okay. have to say this. Okay. We haven't talked about this yet. Did you know that that was the fourth show that we saw? Tonight's the fifth? Yes. Did you know that every single show that we saw... There was a phone interruption. I didn't hear a phone interruption last night. A cell phone went off behind us. And then I saw a woman in front of me, like maybe four rows in front of me and off to my left, texting. I saw her bright ass phone screen go off. I did see people at the end with the encore. It wasn't even the show wasn't even done yet. It wasn't even the curtain call. They didn't even bow yet. And people had their phones out filming and this girl's filming the audience and filming. I'm like, this is not where did this where in the world did people think that this is acceptable behavior? Well, well, the bigger issue is you're told no cell phones, no video should be taken. They you, they say it at every single show at the very beginning. Didn't you see where it? do people decide that they don't have to follow a rule? And did you see it at Music Man where people were flashing, the, the ushers had to flash their light at people to turn their phones yes. up? Yes. <clears throat> it's crazy because- You don't because have to follow any rule at all. You can do whatever Here's, here's why it bothers me, especially as an artist. And it's getting worse. It, it bothers me as an artist. It's a little bit different 
with it's a little bit different with stand up because people think it's the club they think it's different it's really not no right what happens is so many times i've seen comedians great comedians there somebody films their set right and if i catch you filming my set if you've been to my show before you've seen me do it i look at you and i say are you filming this and you think i'm going to sell this to netflix when that ends up wherever it ends up right turn it off Put it in your purse. Because these people, we're working on a craft. And I'm sure these actors in these musicals will say you're never, just like I say, you're never your best. You're always getting better. Right. They'll tell you that they're better now than they were on opening night. Oh, yeah. I saw them say that. But could you imagine somebody filming your set and you're working on it and it's not perfect yet and then they upload it to YouTube and then people are saying, oh, maybe I want to get a ticket, but I don't know a lot about this guy. Let me look his name up on YouTube. They find this botched clip that some fan put as right. you're working on a new joke. And then people are like, oh, he's not that. Do you know how detrimental that could be to somebody's career? And on top of that, how am I going to sell? We're, we're selling our comedy. We're selling our jokes. We're selling what we're doing to networks so we can survive. You think they're going to buy jokes that they saw the bad version of it online for free? No, it's crazy. Right, I, I think, I forgot, I think it was Caroline's. I think it was Caroline's, either Caroline's or Club in Cleveland. Zanies in Nashville. Took, took the your phones, phones and, and put locked them, them up. Locked them up. And I think <clears throat> that, I can't imagine how they would do that with thousands of people. I've done it. I had to do it for Wanda Sykes. I, I think they it. should do that consistently. Is I take so people's too. phones. But now in today's age, can you imagine that the rule is we're going to lock up your phone and what some people might do? You're not taking my fucking phone. Who are you? Oh, I know my, it. it would cause, I think that's the fear. It's, it would cause chaos, but I think it should happen. It's time. I think so too. People, well, you know, I would be afraid like, am I going to get my phone back? Am I going to get the right no, phone no, no, back? No, 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 no. They have a very is, good system. What happens is they put your phone in a Locked. soundproof pouch and they lock it and they give it to you. True. So if you at any point need your phone, you can leave to go to a phone designated area in the lobby where they unlock your phone and you can use your phone in that area and then they put it back and you can go back in. So when you're done at the end of the show, you walk out and each phone has to be unlocked or does it automatically it's unlock? It's super fast. They bang it on a thing and it's unlocked and you take your phone out of the pouch and you're out. It's oh, seamless. Oh, that's good. That makes sense. And here, but here's the thing though. People are like, it's a safety issue if I don't have my phone. It's a No, it's not. You know what the truth is? If you rip that thing open, it's probably going to be loud. I don't know if you're going to get ink squirted or not. But if you were really in an emergency, you could get your you could get your phone out of it. Well, if you're in an emergency, how long does it take you to get from where you're sitting? I don't care if it's up in the balcony to somewhere. And also, if you're in an emergency, I don't think the first thing you should do is grab your phone. Like you should probably no, no. get safe. Sometimes people get emergent calls. Well, if you're getting an emergent call, yeah. don't go to the show that night if you're waiting for an emergency call. No, I mean, call. you're going to, when you have children and you have a babysitter, you're going to have your phone on silent and just in case the babysitter needs you, you're not going to turn your phone off, but you're going to go take that phone and you're going to walk out in the lobby and then take the call. You're not going to let the phone ring in the theater. No, honestly, and you're not going to take the call. I, but you're going to do I'm a that. theater goer. I'm a theater yeah, goer. Yeah, but you're not. Trust and me. And I'm an I'm a comedian. So when when I'm, you think I'm going to leave my phone on on stage if I'm waiting for a babysitter to call? I didn't say that. I, you're going to have it on 
whatever silent. No, I'm going to I'm going to turn it off like I always okay. do because I'm not Does everybody hear this because when he has those babies we're going to roll back this tape. And I'm going to give the babysitter order. You call my phone? No answer. You call Morgan's phone? No answer. You call you. Oh, well, what am I going to do all the way in Michigan? Handle it. You okay. you handled me being locked out of my house. <laughs> True. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, yeah, so I think the theater I think Social etiquette has really gone downhill. Gone, gone T- downhill. Terrible, but that's a, a side, side big note. People, don't be one of those people. Another thing I have to tell you, but I don't know if you put this together about Anne to Juliet yet. Did you know that we saw the, this is the original Broadway cast? Yes. You know how lucky we are to see that? Yes. Especially in, not living in New York. In fact, I made some notes for Patreon, but I'm going to tell you now, it was a Broadway debut for 15 of the actors. 15? Mm-hmm. The, Very, it's a young cast. It's a there's, young there's, there's about, there's two characters who are probably in their 30s. I would say, I, would th- I think that the guy who played Will and the girl that plays Anne Hathaway, I think they're probably in their 30s. Oh, they're probably in their 40s. She, oh God, they're going to hate that you said that. L- maybe, maybe late they're 30s? They're not in their 40s. Okay. In their 40s right. is the guy who played Lance, the dad, and the one who played Angelique, the nurse. They're a little bit older than the rest of them, but everyone else is like either a super young millennial or straight up Gen Z. It is a young, lively cast, well, the- which is what I liked about the show because I thought it was millennials meet Gen Z. It was millennial m- nostalgia music with a Gen Z twist with a lot of things that Gen Z's pushing and caring about and and talking about and in living. And being, I mean, even in the cast, (laughs) cast, it even shows you some Gen Z sort of wording. There's a, and even in the casting, another show, very body positive. There's all there's multiple races in the ensemble. Yes. There's yes. multiple body types in the yeah. ensemble. You see that more than ever. There's there are there were characters in the ensemble who are unapologetically gender divergent. Gender fluid. Well, yeah, gender fluid, gender divergent. I'll say because I don't know these people. I don't necessarily know what they identify as, but yeah. we'll say that. Yeah. And it was another healthy healthy slice of America. It also the the Broadway debut debut is Justin David Sullivan who plays May, that's his Broadway debut. Philip Arroyo who played Francois, yeah. it was his Broadway debut. Melanie Labari who played Angelique who was like the nanny, mm-hmm. first time on Broadway. And then like I said, fifty members of the cast had their d- Broadway debut. Felipe Arroyo. Yes. First of all. Lorna Courtney, incredible powerhouse voice, is will be a superstar. At, That's what they were saying. Oh, like yeah. this, she could she, already she is could almost. pivot. She could be she could pivot and be a professional singer if she wants to be. She could be in movies if she, her acting was incredible. The world is her oyster at this point, and she's so young. And I'm so excited to see where she goes. Felipe Aurora. He's so he was so cool. He was incredible. He was incredible actor, incredible singer. Was Mm -hmm. I think that the role doesn't show off his full abilities vocally. I think he's capable of going way more with his with his vocals. But I think like that's the role and that's what he's got, and he's killing it. I would Mm -hmm. love to see him in a a vocally difficult role because I think he would kill it. I actually found a clip of him playing a role in 
Into the Woods. Mm. I believe he played I've Jack. I've never seen Into the Woods. Oh, I'll show you this clip after this. He plays Jack in Into the Woods and mm-hmm. it's insane. I saw him in Aladdin yes. when it was touring in Chicago. Really? Yeah, so many years ago. And I actually feel like I met him because I became friends with one of the guys who was, there's this little triad of three beggar boys or whatever Mm -hmm. and he played one of them and i became friends with one of the guys when i lived in chicago and he invited me backstage and i like met them all so i he must have been in the in the dressing room when i met them sure sure but i thought that was cool yeah he He looks familiar i i he does an inner i saw the interview of him and his personality was almost like what you saw on the stage cool you know he not cool but it was almost the same personality was so good so good very relaxed you know yeah really 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 fun friendly it's a show for everyone 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 doesn't matter who you are you will you will find joy in some aspects of it and it's a show to take your whole family as long as you're very open it's a show to take your whole not family. even not even no i think honestly i was thinking about that the other day and i was like if shows are pushing a message right well, many theater goers are going to already be on board with that message. So I think that it was written in a way that it's like, you're going to go and you might learn something and you might open your mind to something else. True. And either way, it's just true art. It's fantastic. It's just intertwined with a lot of different things and very cool. Beyond entertaining. You guys, um, this was the fourth show. We got one more show that we're going to see tonight. We're going to see Old Man in the Pool with with Mike Birbiglia, which I'm super did he excited write the to show? see. It's yeah, okay. he did. So yeah, we're going to see that. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in again. You become a Patreon member at Patreon.com/slash Joe Dombrowski. Support the podcast. Keep us on the air and call in the Let's Watch TV hotline. We love you guys so much, and we'll see you next time on Let's Watch. Broadway. Bye.